Hello everyone and welcome to Off The Block Swimming Podcast. Thank you all very much for downloading our show today. Wherever you are right now listening, I'm your host, Robbie Cox. Just want to do another quick shout out to our fantastic sponsors, Arena Australia and Arena NZ. They are truly the best brands in the business, especially when it comes to race suits. Just look at the fastest breaststroker of all time, Mr. Adam Peaty. What does he wear? He races in Arena. They are just that good. So if you're looking for a new race suit right now, coming out of lockdown, going back into summer, check out their websites to find all the latest deals and specials. For now, though, it's on with the show. Take your mind. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two 100s in the second in it. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Oh, he's blowing him away now. Thorpe's gone more than a metre on Van der Noten's hand. But the symmetry of all eyes is the great Phantom Butterfly, Susie O'Neill. He's coming back. Oh, he surely can't do it to him again. Savage in the white hats, Phelps in the black hats, and Phelps has got it. I cannot believe he's done that. Thorpe's in front. Thorpe on the hall. Thorpe goes in. Australia win. Joining me today on the show from across the ditch is one of Samoan Swimming's brightest stars in the pool. He's a national record holder in the 50 and 100 backstroke. It's my pleasure to have on for the first time on Off the Block Swing podcast, Kokoro Frost. Mate, how are you going? Good, thank you. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just glad I got that uh, your first name out there perfectly. Did I nail it? <laughs> Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, I thought so. I, I try my best. <laughs> pride myself, mate. I told you, I pride myself on this show. Uh, mate, I've got to start off by asking, how are things over there at the moment? Because obviously we're here in Sydney, we're in lockdown, we have been for, for a bit now, so it's not much fun over here. What's it like over there? Yeah, no, over in New Zealand, it's pretty good, eh? Like, um, obviously it's like middle of winter, so it's a bit cold, but it's warming up. It's like been really good recently. But um, in terms of like lockdown and stuff, pretty open like i just feel sorry for australia really <laughs> yeah it's 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 not a great time but hey we do what we can as i said to you i've been out i've been camping out the backyard so we're just trying to do some different things shake it up try not to go too too stir crazy um mate obviously new zealand's known for its its fantastic ski seasons do you can you ski do you get out and about uh, I only see it a few times, but I haven't actually been out on like a mountain. Like we have this place in Auckland called Snow Planet. Um, most of the skiers like they like don't really they frown upon it, but I've been there a few times and I can ski. Okay, all right. Well, I'll make sure if I ever come over there, mate, we'll hit up a mountain. I'll take you up there for the. Not that I can actually get down it because uh, I'm, ho- I'm horrible <laughs> at skiing, but if for nothing else, you can have a laugh at me. Uh, obviously, That's mate, good. the Olympics have just finished, probably about a week and a half ago. Uh, what were some of the highlights for you in the pool? So many, but for you, what, what stuck out? Uh, yeah, now nah, for me, like obviously seeing all the New Zealanders over there, like it was so good, um, especially in the pool. Um, they've been on the show, Erica, Zach, Lewis, all of that. Um, and just in, uh, even seeing some people that you've never heard of or on like a, you know, in the world. Yeah. swimming type thing and then like coming through like the 200 breaststroke female uh, you know and just beat lily king and any mm. laser that was pretty good yeah sean maker and broke the world record as well how good was that and you look at the Crazy. tunisian guy in the 400 freestyle hafnawi 
Um, yeah. yeah, don't get me started. You know, I, I covered the the Olympics. So all these things are fresh in my mind. Yeah. I loved it. I was um I was actually sad when it all finished. I wanted it to go another yeah. week. Uh, did you get around any other sports, mate? Um, for the New Zealand sports, like yeah, um, the rugby sevens women's smashed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like the sports like diving and stuff, like those are pretty interesting as well, and aquatic sport too. So, how good? Yeah, absolutely, mate. So if you, so, you know, dream scenario here, you're going to the Olympics, but you're not going for swimming. What would you want to go for? Ooh. Uh, I used to play football. So if I was to go, I'd love to go for football, eh? Okay. Oh, very yeah. good. Good choice. Good choice. Now, something I like to do on the podcast is take everyone back, mate, because I think obviously everyone started somewhere, even if you put on. Adam Peaty, I told you I've had Adam Peaty. He started somewhere. He didn't just, he wasn't just born a world record holder. Um, let's take us back to, to your beginning, mate. How did you start in, in swimming and what drew you towards the pool? Um, well, yeah, when I was younger, I used to hate the pool. Like if I was taking to voice to cry, like, and wouldn't get in at all. Like my mum would always tell me and I just, I'd hate it. But I think it was 2008 and I watched, Michael Phelps in the at Beijing, and I was like, "Oh, that guy's pretty cool, eh?" And then that exact day, I was like, "Mum, let's go for a swim." And my mum looked at me funny, and was like, "You can't swim, boy." But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now from from then on, I was like, "Oh, I like I grew to the sport and stuff like that." And yeah, here I am now. Well, you mentioned you played some other sports growing up. Uh, how long were you involved in other sports? Are you still involved in other sports, or was there a certain time where you had to? you know, start to really knuckle down on your swimming. Yeah, nah, I I still like love playing other sport. Like it gives it like my life just a bit of variety. But um probably at the end of high school, which was two years ago, um, probably had to just focus on swimming. Yeah. Um what else do you do outside of swimming? Are you a gamer? Do you like doing other <laughs> stuff as well? Like obviously swimming's not everything and as you said we've got some studying and stuff to do, but what do you what do you do to take your mind off it? Um, at the moment, we have like a, so the team are simple Raptors. Um, we have like a basketball team, so we play uh, once or twice a week in the like our region league, mm. and that's like with other swimmers as well. So uh, that's pretty fun. And my mum plays. Oh, very good. How does she go? Yeah, she definitely shows most of us up. Eh? <laughs> good honor, good honor. Did you watch the bas- much of the basketball at the Olympics? Selfishly, as an Australian, we, we loved it and getting that br- first ever bronze medal. Yeah, no, nah, I actually loved like the way the Australians played. Like it was like really good to see them stamp their place, like type of thing in the basketball. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, it was actually emotional. I'm not even a basketball guy, but watching Patty Mills, you know, get so emotional, it got me too. Um, for a lot of people out there, mate, <clears throat> pardon me, there's a moment, you sort of mentioned it before with with um, with Michael Phelps and watching, but there's a moment either in training or in, in a meet or in a race where they kind of, everything starts to click and they start to go, hang on a second, I'm on, a, I'm on the roll here. I, I think I can get closer and closer to those dreams. Was there a moment for you? Uh, I reckon there was. Like, I was just talking to one of my mates about, oh, one of the kids that I coach actually, um, and he'd like sub 30 for the first time for 53. And like when I had done that, it was long course. And I was like, I went from a 31 to a 28. And I was like, damn, that feels pretty good. Like I wouldn't like hang around a bit more. And yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, as you said, yeah, that happens for everyone. It's always that magic 30 or the, the start getting under 60 in the 100 or, or whatever it may be in different strokes. But there's always that moment where, yeah, you can see it as a coach, the swimmers start to believe like, oh, hang on a second, this guy might not be that crazy. <laughs> He's, yeah. You know, as a coach, we're always telling you guys what you're capable of, but it's not until you actually do it that, that you realise it. So, yeah, those, those moments we love as coaches. Other than Michael Phelps, because we know – Michael Phelps was a big one for you. Who else did you look up to as a hero growing up in swimming? Um, like, yeah, oh, that's a hard one. I think most of the people like in our region, like in New Zealand, I'd like look up to. So at that time, it was like the Gareth Keane is a like he was a 2012 Olympian, I think. But yeah, people like that and uh, Lauren Boyle, stuff mm. like that. Yeah. yeah. When you're in training, man, it's a super hard session. What do you do to keep yourself motivated and working hard? Because for, as a coach, you know, we see it so often, kids drifting in and out, and some can stay focused, some don't. What is it for you? Is it more so pacing yourself off others and, and chasing? You know, if you're doing a backstroke set, maybe you, you're lining yourself up with a freestyler who's going just a little bit quicker. Or is it a matter of you sort of focusing on, you know, what you've got to do in your race? So you're channeling, you know, what splits you've got to hit, what kicks off your turns, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'd probably say, like, I'm quite like an emotional type of guy. So if I'm like, if I feel that I'm not training like hard enough, I'd probably like, you know, I, sh- I like tell myself like in my head, like to put some more effort in type thing. But even though that, like I love to have a lot of fun as well. So that yeah. too, like helps motivate. Yeah. How competitive are you in training? Does that, is that something that's a motivating factor? So for example, uh, Dean Boxall, you know, um, said on, I think it was one of the chats that he was, you know, massive fan of having Elijah Winnington come into the, into the training program. Cause it, helped him obviously train with Ariane as well. They were doing fairly similar sets and Arnie being as competitive as she is, was always, you know, wanting to get him. How competitive are you in training? Uh, yeah, no, nah, pretty competitive. And like, I think it brushes onto some of the others. Like if I'm not doing as well as I could, like they'll tell me step, step it up as well. So yeah. Um, yeah, that competitiveness is pretty important, I think. Would you say that then stems from obviously the Raptors and, and your coach, John, you know, building that great, obviously it's a good team culture there. If people are holding each other accountable, I do love that. That's some of my favorite stuff to see it when I'm coaching as well. When I see the other kids getting into each other, I think fantastic. This is, I, I don't even have to do my job right now because uh, they're getting into each other. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. Like, and John's pretty good with that. Like he kind of like doesn't give us like a free run, but he kind of just, like monitors if that makes sense so he'll yeah. let us like go at it but if there's a point where he needs to like stand it and say something for himself then he will type thing yeah absolutely now i mean obviously i know you're a backstroker and a butterfly as well but talk to me about your race plan for say a, a hundred backstrokers there's many ways to skin a cat we saw at the olympics there's many different ways to race we saw those who took it out really hard and wanted to front end it and we saw those Typically, a lot of the Australians uh, who won were more back-end dominated. What's your race plan look like for a 100 backstroke? And go into as much or as little detail as you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Well, usually I'm like all up from the start. Like I have a really good start and I've, I'll kind of end up fading off. But, you know, still trying to get that stroke rate up. But more recently, I've kind of gone out a bit more easier and like still maintain my speed in my back-end. So... It's just something that I'm still trying to figure out myself, but yeah. What about your underwaters? Obviously, for backstroke, 
not more so because every all underwaters are important, but backstrokers are, you know, are generally the best are really good at their underwater and ripping a strong 15 meters underwater. Do you have certain number of kicks you need to be doing off each start turn? Are those things you're, you're aware of as well? Yeah, for sure. Like I pride myself on my underwaters. So um, I'll go in a, in all of my starts, really, I'll go 10 off the block and then I'll try and hold eight on my turns. So, yeah. Excellent, mate. That's what we like to hear. And as you said, it, it's all about that, you know, um, practice makes perfect. So making sure you're trying to execute constantly and even in training because doesn't just happen um you know it's always funny when you go to a meet for the first time and your, your kids who think they're killing it in their underwaters race next to someone who is genuinely killing it in their underwaters yeah. they're like what the hell I'm like, i bet you that kid does it every single time in training not just every now and then but anyway that's just the coach coming back out and <laughs> be mate i mentioned at the start uh you know some more national record holder 50 and 100 backstroke how proud are you of those records and how hungry did they make you to push even harder for more records and, and even making more teams? Yeah, nah, like just just the fact that I can represent Samoa is such like an honour to me, like not just for myself, but for like my family too. So being able to break those records and like have my name up there is pretty cool and I am pretty hungry to break some more, yeah. What have you got your eye on? Uh, I'd like to get 1,500 fly as well. Awesome. Now, I'd love to say I've got all the stats on that to know how far away you are, but I'd, unfortunately, mate, I don't. As I told you, doing research on you guys sometimes isn't that easy. So how far off those are you? Um, in the 50, like, splits. But in the 100, I think I'm a second off. Not too bad, mate. You're on your way. You're on your way. The next time I talk to you, I bet you've got them. Uh, now, Talking about yeah, talking about uh, big meets, um, you know, what has been the biggest meet so far for you, maybe national champs, or I'll, I'll let you let me know. And why was it such a big week, mate? So obviously we're gonna you're gonna mention the week it was, but why was it such a big week? It was it the the prep coming into it? So you just had a, a great, you know, sort of training block and taper and you came in feeling fresh and fast. Or was it something maybe you tinkered with through the week and you handled yourself a little bit better with, you know, your swim downs and your reactivation and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I'd probably, uh, 2019 Pacific Games was like the first time I ripped Samoa and it was held in Samoa too. So like swimming there with the atmosphere and everything was something, it was completely different like to any meet in New Zealand or nationals that I'd like swim at. So being there and like on home soil, there was so many Salmon people in the crowd like it was quite not daunting but I was definitely nervous for my first race so that was something I had to come to grips to and like, I felt like I managed that pretty well and I swam pretty decent times there. Different how you say it was different to you know being in New Zealand racing how was it different was it just uh, you know the crowd were a bit rowdier more vocal because you were a hometown boy maybe you know they were getting around you a little bit more um, I'm not going to do it, but we're, you know, were there people like cheering out? I'm not going oh. <laughs> to. Were they doing those sort of things? And I only yeah, say that because my daughter's watching Moana right now. So I was, <laughs> I was just listening to Maui before doing it. <laughs> yeah, that you're actually right. Like there was, there's like if you know someone, people they're just so energetic and like so. Uh, I don't know the word. Like just so. Um, they like will always get behind you, like whatever sport, if it's rugby, if it's, you know, anything. So ha having all of that 
for the first time, I was just, it was like, I was, as I said, I was quite emotional. So when I got yeah. up on the block, I was like, oh, here we go, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Well, obviously, it sounds like it carried you through. And, and as you said, you swam some of your fastest races ever. So an apologies to uh, all the Samoan people out there that I've just, <laughs> if I just butchered that, I was just, you know. That was pretty good. Channeling my inner Maui. Um, <laughs> mate, talk to me about your pre-race rituals. Do you have any? Do you have a, a meal the night before that you've got to eat? Do you have, you know, certain times you've got to go to bed, put your socks on left to right? I don't know. Do you have anything or not? Um, in terms of food, like, I'm pretty, like, open when it comes to my diet. Like, I'll just eat not what I feel like, but what I feel is right. Um and yeah, for my rituals, I do 14 jumps behind the blocks, and then when the whistle goes, I go two claps, and then that's my that's my pre-race ritual. Oh, very good. Well, how did that start? Like, you don't just come up one day and go, "I'm going to jump 14 times behind the block." <laughs> Where did that start? I think so. 14 is my lucky number because my birthday's on the 14th. Um, so yeah, I just jump 14 times for some reason, and then my last two claps is just let it all out type thing oh, very good very good has there has anyone ever looked at you jumping that many times and going, what the hell is he doing <laughs> they're not like up and down up and down they're just on the spot so. oh hey i'm thinking you're bloody doing some big jump squats or something you think god Star damn. jumps calm down son calm down <laughs> save it for the race save it for the race uh mate what about music i know you're you're a man who likes his music have you got a pre-race playlist do you have things you listen to yeah, I think like everyone else that's come on here from New Zealand, they've all said drum and bass, and I just have to follow that trend. Like I'm a yeah. big drum and bass fan too, so oh, fair enough. Yeah, I've got to I've got to be very honest. I always said after I spoke to those boys, oh, I'll get around drum and bass. I'll listen to it now. That I, I honestly haven't. I couldn't tell you. What, <laughs> I couldn't tell you any of it, but that's okay. That's all right. Mate, we mentioned before your coach, John, uh, Jonathan Winter, who we know uh, is a backstroker himself and competed in 1996 Atlanta Olympics. What's he like as a coach and how has he helped you take your swimming to the next level? Yeah, we, John and I, we have a pretty good relationship and he kind of understands me and I like understand him. So it's really good to have that transparency between us. Um, and yeah, like he, he's been there, he's done it. So I, I have faith in him and he has faith in me that I can live up to his expectations. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, yeah, I said to you before, it's always, that's the hardest part as a coach because we always see in you guys what we, you know, we see the potential and uh, it's not until that light bulb goes off for you guys. Um, what, what sort of stuff has he passed on to you in terms of his own experience? Obviously his knowledge as a coach uh, is one thing, but he, he's, as you said, he's been there and he's done that. Have you got anything out of his experiences? Yeah, he's quite a storyteller. I don't know if he'll want me to say that, but we were on the pool deck and, you know, he'll always have something to say to us. And I think it's those like little stories that he tells us that you always have something to take away from it. Like, even if it's just like, just going out hard in your race, like don't like block everything out, things like that. Just those yeah. little things that it's hard to, for someone else to see if they're just new, but if you've been around that for a while and you can just slowly pick his brain and stuff like that. Now, what are his programs like? What's his sets like through the week? And what, what are some of your favourite sets to rip into? Do you have one that you look forward to each week? Yeah, the thing about John is like he always changes it up. Like he's pretty dynamic in that sense. And uh, we have quite a, like a sprint-based program, but 
instead of things I look forward to, things I don't look forward to are probably his aerobic sets because oh, I struggle, eh? <laughs> oh, you're not alone, mate. Don't worry. All the sprinters, they, they don't like that aerobic stuff. <laughs> but, hey, it's necessary. It's very necessary. So no, it is. Um, we've, got, we've got to get in there and get it done. But, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely feel for you, mate. Don't worry. Um, talk to me about what you get up to away from the pool. Now, I know you've done a bit of vlogging. You've got your own YouTube page. I see that sometimes. That's a bit of fun. Uh, what else do you get up to? Um, yeah, so I'm second year at uni. I'm doing that. And what are you doing at uni? I'm studying communications and minoring in Samoan. So okay. pretty ideal. So what's the eye for there? So if you're doing communications, where are you looking at getting into eventually? I'd love to do something in like journalism or broadcasting, something like that. That'd be pretty okay. cool. Yep. But honestly, I only have like a year to go, so I kind of have to sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the hardest thing. And this might going to be my next question to you. And, uh, you know, a lot of swimmers out there that listen, whether they're age group swimmers or whether they're, you know, international swimmers that listen, um, it's balancing, isn't it? Because there's a lot of work that goes into training to, to be a, a national record holder but also you've got to make sure you're shoring up the other end of, of your life as well, because we know swimming yeah. isn't going to be around forever unless you want to be a master swimmer, swimming to your 65, holding the 1500 butterfly world record, in which case, good luck to you. <laughs> but we know that's not going to pay the bills. So, you know, how do you balance, uh, you know, training and uni stuff? Uh, yeah, for me, I'll, I always have a schedule on me. So like uh, if it's the start of a new semester, always put my classes in, put when I'm training, put when I need to be catching a train or driving wherever. Like if I try to stick to that schedule, then it all goes to plan really. Oh, hope it does. Yeah. So scheduling is the big tip for you to make sure you're keeping yeah, on track. For sure. And you can obviously see in my background as well. I've got, I can see in yours, you've got a schedule up on your wall and you can see I might have got a schedule up on my wall as well. So definitely, especially given, you know, with all the interviews I'm doing at the moment, some days I've got to talk to this guy, that guy, this girl, that girl. So yeah, definitely <laughs> scheduling. You've got to make sure you, you know what's coming up. Um, talk to me about uh, a sponsor of yours and a sponsor of the podcast in Arena. Um, very, very, you know, proud sponsor of the show. And, you know, I put something out on Instagram the other day. Um, a lot of the world's leading swimmers are wearing arena. If you go back and have a look at, uh, you know, the Olympics, uh, there's some very fast swims in arena suits. Talk to me about your relationship with them. Yeah. So my relationship started um, at the end of 2019. Um, we just kind of got into chat about like where I was going with my swimming and, um, where they were going, like just looking at me, and they were like, "Oh, you know, we're just balancing it up, and we have a pretty strong relationship." Like, like similar to Zach, how you're saying that um, he has like someone to cater from. Like, mm. it's pretty same like to me, and like, I just love all the gear. Like, I reckon it's the best of the best. <laughs> but yeah. what are your favorite suits? Come on, help help me out here for all the listeners out there that want to go buy one. What are your favorite suits? Definitely the new core FX um, and the Bishamon range. Like, I just hold on. I'm gonna go. Yeah, just go get. and grab it. Bishamon range is so good. I just got a new pair of like Sweetixes that I'm gonna head up to nationals tonight. So yeah. the Sweetixes, they're like, they're uh, what's the word when it's like 
they're an acquired taste. Okay. Um, people, you know, I don't really see many people wear them apart from like Sarah Showstrom and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I love them, mate. They're just so good. Excellent, mate. I love it. We're getting the product out there for everyone listening. Make sure you hit up arena shops everywhere. Um, you mentioned there we're racing tomorrow. Uh, talk to me about your preparations in the lead up to, I'm assuming it's short course nationals and how have you been and what are you looking forward to most? Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing like all my mates and stuff that are from around the country, like being able to like race them as well. Um, and preparation has been pretty decent, like just been tapering off last week and it's been pretty solid. So yeah, we'll just see what happens. Oh, absolutely. Um, looking forward. Well, we don't get to actually see any of it, so I'll make sure I'll, I'll catch up with you through the week, mate, and see how you're travelling over there. Um, have you got an yeah. eye on any sort of have, – have you got some goals set for this week or is it more about executing race plans? Yeah, definitely executing race plans. Like, And if, if I'm on time, if I'm under my time, then that's a bonus to, to me, yeah. What do you do before you're getting into um, your competitions? Do you have sort of a, a pre-race, prehab type workout that you've got to do, 15, 20 minutes of stretching, activation, foam rolling? What are you doing before? Uh, yeah, before I get in for warm-up, I'll try and do a bit of stretching um, and, yeah, a bit of activation too, a bit of rolling out. How much of that is actual stretching and not stretching your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> You already know me too well. <laughs> well, I could just tell by your answer that you were like, oh, yeah, I should do a bit of that. So, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, mo- most of it I, most of it does end up turning into chatting with, especially like going to nationals and seeing people that you haven't seen for a while, but yeah. ends up being like, you know, the one where it's like that. I mean, you can still have a conversation with yeah. someone. And then the coach looks over and you've been in that position for about five minutes and they're like, hey, hey. Next arm, <laughs> change it up, change it up. Oh, for sure, mate. Well, as I said to you, yeah, good luck with all of that, mate. And um, look forward to I'll chat to you during the week and see how you're traveling with all of that. Now, I always like to um, finish up our chats with a little bit of less serious questions to give us a bit of an insight into, you know, what you like away from the pool. So just fast answers, mate, whatever comes to your head first, throw it back. So um, we talked about your sort of pre-race music, but what's your favorite music to listen to? Drum and bass. Drum and there you go. Just loving it. What about favourite movie? Um, 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, there you go. That's different. Fair enough. That's a throwback. That's a, that's a while ago, that one. Uh, favourite meal? Uh, pizza. Mm, good choice. Good choice. Uh, favourite country you visited? Now, I'm assuming you've been out, but if you haven't, then Samoa would be your answer. Uh, yeah, like I can't beat Samoa. Like it's just <laughs> so good. Home. Exactly. What about your favorite TV show to binge watch? Uh, I'm watching Ted Lasso recently. If you've okay. heard of it, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I have. It's good. the uh, American coach who goes over to England and and coaches the soccer team. I've I've seen it and it's interested me to watch it, but I just haven't had the time. And I don't know why I'm saying I don't have time. I'm actually in lockdown and have been for about six <laughs> weeks. But oh, I don't know. Is it good though? Yeah, it is pretty good. New seasons just come out, so episodes every Friday. It's pretty good. Okay, you're recommending it. Outer Banks is the one that all the all the young kids are getting around at the moment on Netflix. Yeah, so might have to check that one out. Um, what about you're you're a bit of a gamer? Favorite game to play? Probably two K NBA two K. 
How do you go with that? Yeah, nah, most of the most of the boys that are all on the team, they usually waste me, but <laughs> give it a go. What's your trash talk standard? Are you pretty good? Oh, yeah, I love it. Like, obviously, like, I get a lot of trash talking to me, but if I do something good, then they're going to hear all about it. <laughs> I love it. Um, my brother used to live with me, and yeah, he, he used to, I used to hear all the time him and whoever he was playing just getting stuck into each other. <laughs> used to be hilarious. Uh, you're someone who likes his quotes as well. I found one that you liked, which was focus on performance and the results will follow. Um, have you got any others that uh, you, you like? Ooh. Or did yeah, I just no, that's steal my, the one? That's my, that's my <laughs> go-to. But I was thinking about my nana recently, and she always tells me to like be honest with my training. So I think be honest with yourself, be honest with your training. That'll be mine. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a very good one. Owning your results because at the end of the day, we can point as many fingers as we like, can't we? But only you know whether you've done the work or not. Um, I think uh, we'll wrap it up there. And before we do, though, I always like to do this. And, and just recently, um, I had the, the privilege of replaying this back to one of the Olympic swimmers who won a gold medal at the Olympics and Zach Stubblity Cook. And I said to him on my previous podcast, where, you know, if when I redo this in two or three years time, what would you like me to add? And he said, Olympian, hopefully Olympic medalist. So that was really nice to do. So I'm going to throw it out to you now and put you on the spot, mate. When we redo our interview in another, say, three years' time, so 2024, what accomplishments would you like me to add to that intro about you? Yeah, definitely Olympians up there. Um, Commonwealth Games too, hopefully. Uh, fingers crossed. So, yeah, those two would be big goals for me. Oh, awesome, mate. Hopefully, and as I said, we'll stay in touch anyway and make sure we can do what we can to help you get there. Thank you very much for coming on for a chat. As I said, you know, you've got um, – Nationals kicking off tomorrow. You've got a fly. How long is the flight? It wouldn't be a long flight, would it? Just an hour. Yeah, just bloody take off into the sky and then come <laughs> back down to the other side. It's like going from uh, Sydney to the Gold Coast. By the time you'd like take off, you're already there. So uh, have a safe flight, mate. Good luck through the week. We'll keep in touch. Uh, and until next time we talk, mate, thank you very much for coming on Off the Block Swing Podcast. Thank you very much for having me, mate. Love it. Cheers, mate. Today's episode of Off the Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you by our good friends at ProSwim Workouts. Have you heard of Swim Better HQ? They are a fantastic swimming company bringing Olympic athletes together with our young junior Olympic hopefuls of the future. Whether it's swim clinics with Olympian Taylor McEwen or Zoom dryland sessions with Aussie superstar Shana Jack, Swim Better HQ are making sure our young aspiring athletes are getting the opportunity to learn from and speak with Australia's best swimmers. Head over to www.swimbetterhq.com right now to see their new amazing initiative, giving you, the fans, an opportunity to speak with Olympic gold medalist Meg Harris via Zoom. How good is that? So what are you waiting for? Head over to swimbetterhq.com right now. Sign up for a chat with one of our Olympic heroes. I just want to-